This episode is brought to you by the YouTube channel Comic Pop. If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. Hello everybody, welcome to Off the Rack, I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. So, here we go again. Did uh, it did it work? I don't know. Well, I, I guess mean, we'll find out. Poker it... here, it is, it is live. Just wang my elbow. Oh. You're not okay. normally in that corner. I'm really not, and I hope the mic's okay. This is my, my this is my twitching mic. Oh yeah, we're on the set for Twitch.tv slash Comic Pop, where and, Tiffany plays video game streams Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And what a set! Yeah, it's a pretty terrific set. I mean, it's also just where you where you live and work. This is my this is my space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, as you are aware, there is a nor'easter that's rolling through uh, the East Coast. It is a disaster. Obviously, can't get to the studio. Um, but that's fine because we're doing this, um, and and we're we're rolling forward. We have a good internet connection, actually. I pay very good money for like two separate very good internet connections. Yay! Uh, so we should be fine. I hope uh, so. Well, it's really just this. Like, yeah. So I I hope it's okay. Yeah, it was just the mic. Um, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but uh, yeah, so this is a show where we take the latest books, recap them, review them, tell them what you thought about them, and then give you recommendations of books that are coming out this week that we think you should pick up. Um, if you would like to help out this channel and this show, uh, it's this show is sponsored by viewers like you. If you're watching the show, you can uh, leave a comment in the Super Chats, we'll read it here on the program, and uh, the proceeds go to allow us to be able to have like streams and, and whatnot. Also, uh, if anyone tells you uh, if you're like a if you're an aspiring YouTuber or just a regular YouTuber that like there's a special thing you can do that will increase your like site traffic or anything, belt them in the mouth because it doesn't work. None of it works. There's no easy fix. There's no there's no solution. It's just it's just make content and put it out consistently. <laughs> it's always been the case. Don't use like dumb tags. Don't make shorts. Doesn't work. Doesn't help us. Nothing does. <laughs> so hey, that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, we've got a lot of books to cover. Yeah. We're not going to cover all of them. No, we're, we're going to try to keep it just short just because um, we have to go back out and shovel more. Yes. It's For never the third ending. time. No. It's still snowing. Is it really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I looked before. Good. So, yeah, we've been, uh, yeah, we've been, <laughs> we've been shoveling for, for the whole day. It's been great. Yeah. Ten, 10 out of 10. Yeah. 10 out of 10. It's like some jerk is like just undoing <laughs> what we do. It's great. It's okay. Yeah. So yeah, uh, let's jump into it. Um, I, I guess I'll talk about Daredevil a little bit. Daredevil number 26, which of course is written by Chip Zdarsky with art by Chichetto and also Mike Hawthorne. Uh, I, I guess, I don't know. It's clearly just to like get it out. Like Chichetto didn't have time to finish the book. It's obvious to me. Oh yeah? Yeah. Uh, Chichetto uh, is probably busy. Uh, he's working hard, doing his doing his thing. The Chichetto stuff is great. The Hawthorne stuff is fine. Okay. If Hawthorne weren't on the book, if Hawthorne were the regular ink or artist on it, I would not be singing its praises. Okay. Um, and it's kind of like if Hawthorne had started with the book, maybe I might dig it, but it would look, you know, it wouldn't look as as special and and and, and as unique as it does. When it, when Chichetto's on it, uh, but when you have both Hawthorne and Chichetto doing double duty, mm -hmm. it hurts. Like to see to to go from like oh, okay, that's pretty cool there. Oh my god! Right, right, <laughs> because right, right. by now uh, I'm not gonna worry about spoilers because you've clearly seen them by now. And if you haven't, um, spoilers. Uh, Elektra has taken up the Daredevil mantle while Daredevil is in prison, and so as a result, like 
she's got this rad electrified, no pun intended, uh, Daredevil costume that Marvel saw such demand for that they reprinted the issue with just the spoiler page as the cover. So whatever, you know, like ever, if you, if you have, if you weren't spoiled before you are now, uh, and you were before I came along. Right. Okay. Anyway, so Electra's just trying to like, she wants Matt to join the hand and like help her out. But you know, he, uh, he didn't and he went to jail instead. So she's just like, well, screw it. I guess I'll just be daredevil and live by his example. She looks friggin' awesome. And all the Electra stuff is drawn by Chichetto. Okay. So it's like, yup, yeah, it's yeah, dope. Yeah. Um, it's also a King and Black tie-in, which is too bad, mm. but not so bad that it's a problem because you get some cool stuff. What's going on? Matt's in prison. He's meeting the warden. The warden is like related to a person that he put away, so he's going to have a hard time. Electra's learning what it's like to solve problems without murdering people. Okay. And, <laughs> and that's your problem right there. Yeah. And then the symbiotes attack. And so everything's going going to hell. Uh, Electra saves some people as Daredevil learns what that's like. Uh, Matt uh, deals with the symbiotes that break into prison, and as a result, of course, like he gets symbiotized. So we got Matt as a symbiote oh. in this book. It's the last page reveal. It's pretty dope. Also, of course, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Mary. Um, typhoid. Typhoid Mary is the kingpin's like, right-hand woman now. She's, like, his bodyguard. Oh. And she gets symbiotified as well, and she fights Daredevil Electra. So, you have some cool stuff in there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Also, it's interesting, and it's gotta be a callback, because Zdarsky pays attention to this kind of stuff. Uh, when Dare- when Matt gets symbiotified, he looks like the demon that possessed him in Shadowland. Oh, no way. Really? That's kind of cool. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. A lot of cool stuff. A lot of great horror in here. Uh, it's it's the most personal for the common person in the Marvel Universe uh, that you'll see in a King and Black book, outside of, like, Dylan Brock being sad. Okay. So, yeah, there he is. And he looks pretty, he looks pretty cool. <laughs> the only thing I've got a problem with is just the kind of, like, anime-inspired, oh, when the symbiotes get them, it's going to literally, like, change their physical form. So, like, everyone who is getting a symbiote in this particular book, mm-hmm. their physical mouths change oh. as opposed to them getting, like, an augmented symbiote mouth. It's a, it's a lot more creepy. It's a lot more, like, mm. you know... Junji Ito meets Attack on Titan kind of stuff. Sure, yeah, yeah. It's not I my cup of tea, <laughs> but like I, I appreciate the story and it's a lot of fun. Okay. So that's pretty cool. Nice. Recommend the book, despite the tie-in, uh, because it gives the it gives these artists a chance to to really like do something cool. To go for it. That's right. But did they go for it? And I say they did, yeah. <laughs> Although uh, another interesting thing that I finally put together, I put it together a while ago, but I just was reminded of it today. Um because Daredevil was arrested, he has to wear a Daredevil costume, but it's like a prison costume. I thought it was just a coloring problem, but no, he's like an orange Daredevil costume. Yeah. There you go. I don't think they'd have a coloring problem on this book that they wouldn't address. It's just, I, I just it's assumed too well it was done. just a screwed up thing. Mm, that's fair. Yeah. 
That's cool. So I recommend Daredevil. All right. Uh, should we jump into a couple of super chats before we get started? Yeah, that's right. I'm like I'm in charge of this whole. You are. Thing You're now, in charge so of the operation. Jesus. Like Brian Rollins, we're back. Let's go. Thank you very much, Brian. Yeah, we are back. Let's do this. It's a hot. Uh, CK, I don't have much to say. I just wanted to give you guys some bucks. Loves, love to you too. Thank, Thank you, CK. Thank you so much. Uh, Max Tra- Trevor, Trevor Traver says, "Here's to you for doing the show in the snow." Yeah, that's right. It's our snow it's our shows. Snow. Yeah. 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 Uh, Dan V900, Tiffany, on a scale of one to ten, how much do you hate the <laughs> Arkham Asylum PC port? You were so close to the end, and good luck on the DLC later on. Yeah, I'm playing Arkham Origins, and I despise the PC port. I yes. hate it. It needs a patch, but it's like so old. Like who they're cares? Never they're never it. gonna fix it. But like, I honestly just do not care for this port which i'm trying desperately to separate from the story of the game but like there's just such frustrating mechanics because it's like i'm playing a game that wasn't on pc and they ported it to pc and i'm playing it on pc through steam using an xbox controller it's like i'm just asking for problems i really am so i'm like "Mm, that's fair yeah yeah so why don't scale one jen oh uh uh, 10 out of 10 oh it would not recommend it's 11 (laughs) there you go Hayden Walsh, hey guys, love the show. Question, uh, answer. I want to get into Snyder's Justice League, but it kind of gives me similar vibes to Aaron's Avengers, which I don't love. Is Justice League better or worse than Avengers? Should I take it out? Check it out. Uh, I, I think that by the time I, because Snyder's Justice League started first, and then yeah. after Snyder's Justice League, uh, Aaron's Avengers took over mm-hmm. or, or carried on, mm-hmm. and by the time I got into it, it was a bridge too far. I was like so sick of yeah. it. And uh, so I just, like, I was not even close to willing to giving Aaron's Avengers more of a chance than I gave Snyder's Justice League. And it was just because Snyder's Justice League was asking so much. Yeah, I would also say that, like, unless you're, like, committed to taking the, the path that Snyder has laid out to lead you to death metal or dark knight's metal right then you may not be as interested there are other stories that aren't directly leading you on that but mixed there are in. but they're few and far between but a lot of it is like that setup and so yeah. if you're interested in that and those adventures then go for it it's a thing if you want to get in on the ground floor for heroes reborn then i would say go for it uh but if you oh and that's right now i'm sorry it's looking for if you're looking for Sn- no i would not i mean like <laughs> I'd check out the sixth dimension or whatever it's called. I don't remember what it's called anymore. It's the one where they fight like a different version of the Justice League on the cover. But right. Like, otherwise, I'd skip it. Okay. Uh, Dizzy C. Hey, Tiffany and Sal. Don't Hi. think either of you are reading it, but have been loving Strange Academy. I am reading it. You are, yeah. <laughs> You've been reading it since issue one. I have. I mean, I read it on and off. Some of that. I usually have to catch up. It's like every two months, I'm like, oh, right, this book. Right. Uh, but it's wild that a new premise is selling gangbusters. I think three months have been 70k each. Well, I think honestly right now too, like if you were reading Doctor Strange, which was probably not a whole lot of folk considering the fact that it was cancelled, but anyone looking for Strange and the magical part of the Marvel Universe has to go here now. Mm-hmm. And not that that's bad. Again, like it's a very different feel for every other book that Marvel's kind of putting out right now it kind of has that like youthful exuberance um that you'll find in some of the young adult readers without necessarily like holding your hands sure it has the, some of the young tropes yeah to it but like it also doesn't like hold punches and they've created a character who's like super powerful and like has some sort of mysterious like future for her Hitting that like those my hero vibes sure and like strange has like you know hey yeah no like you know i gotta take care of this one and we'll find out why but strange is definitely in this more since he's been canceled since he doesn't have his own book <laughs> yeah it's a good idea yeah i did not know that um strange academy was selling so well 
I, I'm not surprised because it's approachable. And that's what I said about it. Like, this is a very approachable book for those looking to get into the Marvel magic because it's like, even though kind of throwing in the deep end of the pool with like all these different um, kids from different backgrounds, it does do a nice job of like introducing you to them and making it fun. Right. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of not fun, Amazing Spider-Man number 58 came out. It's written by Nick Spencer with art by Mark Bagley. Great idea getting Bagley to just do the pencils. Just draw the book. He'll get it out on time. It'll look great. It'll, he's, he's always stretching himself to do something new. I only wanted to mention it because uh, I had been giving uh, a lot of praise to the last arc, uh, but the last three issues, I was like, oh, you don't know how to do this. And by this, I mean tell a cogent story. So Aww. it wasn't one, and the this, the this... solicitations and the like hype around it. Maybe maybe Spencer didn't want the marketing to say this much, but they were like the the startling conclusion. Like now the the fallout. I'm like, but you never actually resolved anything. Nothing changed or got better or right. or, or anything. And now we're in. Like the now we're moving on like anything happened and it didn't. Mm. Uh, this is another one of those. Yeah, and nothing happened. But Martin Lee is Mr. Negative again. Woo! Just in time for the amazing Spider-Man video game for the PlayStation 4. Oh, what's that? There's a PlayStation 5? Well, they, they remastered it. They remastered it. It's so. actually kind of funny that that would come out now versus like when that... two years ago. No, yeah. no, I mean, like, when they when they released Miles and the remaster. I know. Wouldn't they, like... Wouldn't they have wanted to synergistically line it up? Yeah, yeah. but that's impossible. I mean, like, that said, like, anyone who played the game and somehow came across this might be more interested in picking this up because yeah. it reminds them of something that they're familiar with. Right. And makes it feel like maybe they can get into it. Agreed. Uh, this is fine. You know, it's... It's just well, a book. It technically <laughs> exists, and there's nothing special or unique or good about it. Like it's just the you know Bagley's art is good and serviceable. Like it, you know he's doing his he's doing his thing. Right. Um, that's all I can really say about it. Otherwise, it's just just par for the course. Great looking stuff, but like fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, <laughs> shame on me. Like. I can't keep like I, I can't keep up the roller coaster ride of this book being like okay so like it's technically like not bad but that's not enough yeah okay um that's all okay it's just it, I wish it were better okay and uh, I and I wish I I wish I could be be bothered to care I do wonder if um possibly right now now I again I don't keep up with Spider Man news necessarily no. um but like I do wonder if his ties to King and Black right now, if like possibly there might be a slight like holding pattern, like yeah. don't make anything. Yeah, don't for do him. anything like big right now. Like just just yeah. just kind of He's like he an had, afterthought. He had some King filler. I know he's an afterthought, but like, you know, the Venom mythos is like intrinsically tied to Should the Spider Man mythos. Uh -huh. Um so I just I do wonder if they're just like everything get out of the way of King, King and Black. Black right now. Like don't be. do anything major, just kind of Yeah, don't con don't just compete. tell like a throwaway story, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And like you can get back into it when this is over. Right. Well don't pretend like it does matter then. Because this one doesn't, <laughs> but like neither did the last one. No, but you know what I'm saying. Like I, I don't know. It could yeah. just have something to do with like just, you know, like a marketing yeah. tactic as well. That's true. Yeah. Could be a casualty of that. Uh Girk <laughs> Girk Pectus, did you buy AMC or GameStop stock? Uh, I did in time to sue Robin Hood. You two are the only tubers that I watch live, including Linkara, 
who I like live, who I like, but not live. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, he, he really benefits from the editing. Um, but thank you, man. No, uh, we were, we're, we're plebs and we did not get in on the GameStop. No. Stock. Not at all. Uh, I did buy AMC. Nice. Okay. But it's lower than we'll... it started today. Like it, it closed lower than it started. So I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm a rube. You're not a rube. You tried something. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing wrong with trying things. No, that's fair. You didn't. You know. But who knows? You know what? To the moon! <laughs> uh, Zeke Rod, could you shout out my wife, Amy? Hi, hey, Amy. Hey, Amy, what's up? Uh, she loves this show and is heading to her nursing shift. Ooh. She will catch on the replay. Well, Amy, uh, you are uh, a hero. Thank you very much for your uh, valuable service. We're very lucky to have people like you uh, on the front lines doing your job. Hopefully, you, you didn't get like thrown up on or anything today. <laughs> I hope not. I mean, honestly, we're talking about costume characters, but... Yeah, no, but you're, like, actually, like, a thing that does stuff, like, for real and yeah. helps people. So, thank you, Amy. Thanks for watching the show. <laughs> so, let's jump into it. What, what else you got? Okay. What do you have at all, is what I mean to say. Yeah, what do I What do I even do here? You want to talk about Strange Academy? Yeah, Since, let's like, talk about Strange Academy. such a big book, apparently. Hang on, I gotta... I, gotta I don't mean it. that facetiously. I mean, like, oh my god, there I didn't know go. the book no, was No, I actually had to, um, I, I had to go back and pick one up. I was like, I remembered stuff that had happened, and then I clearly had missed a, a month. Or, uh, so, or, or whenever, yeah. No, however. like, so was, was it like, really a month? It was a month. <laughs> I, I just missed one. I just only missed one. Yeah. Um, so that wasn't too bad. So that worked out because I've got the opportunity to go back. But I was like, wait a minute, because it almost made sense. Yeah. It almost made right, sense. Like, and I was but like, I'm missing something. Something is not quite correct here. Yeah. Um, Strange Academy is like my go-to now for magic in the Marvel Universe. It's like your only go-to? It's my only go-to. And that's okay, honestly. Like, I, I, I liked this book um, before I, and, I, and I continue to uh, enjoy it for what it is and the fact that strange is in it even more so makes, makes it, it like, more of a buy yeah honestly what, what have i done here <laughs> you know forget it. i'm just gonna talk about the book that's fair um essentially the, the you know the idea is that like zelma and strange and like a whole bunch of other magic users created a magic academy to train the next like line of defense for the earth in terms of magical prowess yeah inviting characters from all over the place including the dark dimension and you know um you know, Asgard. I was going to say Asgard. Yeah, yeah, and like, where do the freaking Frost Giants come from? Oh, uh, Swarthelheim? Is it Swarthelheim? I don't remember. I don't remember. You know what I, but you get what I'm saying here. We, we're reaching from all Jotunheim. over the place. Is it Jotun Yeah, it is Jotunheim. You're right. Um... So we're reaching from all over the place, and, and you know, like you know, they're they're teenagers, and you know, they're, they're in school. They're in school. Harry like, Potter. It is, but it's like a little more dangerous. Yeah, well, kind of Marvel. Yeah, but at the same, I mean, like Harry Potter, like you know, they're dangerous over there. It yeah. is, you know, yeah. kids go missing and die. You know, whatever. Yep. Um, but on this, like, there was a rescue mission the kids mounted to find a friend of theirs who had gone missing, and it all went to hell, and Doyle Dermammu died. Oh, no. Um, and in that happening, Emily, our protagonist, like, ended up absorbing way too much energy and magic in, like, a way that was super dangerous to everybody, so Strange got everybody back, and we had this flashback to what happened after she was, like rendered unconscious and woke back up gotcha. and finds out that like Doyle is dead. Yeah. Um, which she knew, which is what triggered it all. But like her brain was like, Oh, they must've fixed him because like they can do anything. Cause they're mad. Magic. Right. Uh, of course not. And, um, essentially what happened was strange and the crew showed up because like strange is like, hi, remember I used to have a book. <laughs> um, I'm in this one now. Yeah. So, uh, he, uh, woo, what'd I do? 
Um, he brings her back and decides essentially that he's going to put his efforts into saving her versus saving Doyle, Doyle. because saving Doyle isn't a worthwhile thing to do. Like, it's not. Well, it's like. There's nothing he can do about it, and this is more dangerous. Right. Like, what's happening, and he's like, I can't lose two students. We have to save her. Mm-hmm. So, like, Brother Voodoo is like, screw you. I'm going to the dark dimension to see if I can find his dad. To Why help. would you do that? Because he's like, maybe he can, like, reignite his, like, flame to uh, save him. Okay. So off he goes, right? Strange ends up, like, finding out that, like, her, like, the magic she absorbed isn't just tied into, like, her blood, but it's, like, in every cell. So he's got to, like, he can't do it. Yeah. So he has to take her to Hoggoth. Okay. Um, and, like, Zelma's like, that's a bad idea. We owe a lot to Hoggoth. So? Um, and, like, we're just gonna keep adding to the tally. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, they're magical beings. You know, even if they're for the for good, eventually, you know, you know, magic has a cost. That's, like, the thing. Like, that's if you need thing. to know anything about Marvel magic, it's magic has a cost. That's mm-hmm. their tagline. Yeah. Uh, so he does. You bring him there. It's some dope art of, like, Hoggoth, the, the, the tiger. Oh, sweet. Um, you know, Vishanti. What, what is wrong with this thing? I don't know. Um, it's fine. Oh, okay. Um, so Strange uh, ends up having to go into the Dark Dimension to save Brother Voodoo. Okay. Because, well, you know, it went south. Sure. And um, when, like, he does, like, Zelma has a chance to talk to Emily, and Emily's essentially... Like, you could have, like, we, we could have fixed this or whatever. Like, you should have told us, like, the fact that we weren't as powerful because they realized that. They realized that they weren't as strong when they left the grounds. Mm. That, like, being on school grounds was kind of amplifying it. And, like, there wasn't... Okay. They were taking care of the magical cost. And so, like, she's like, you should have been honest with us. And Zelma's like, we had to wait to tell you, you know, at the right time. And, you know, you... we Everyone did everything that they could, essentially, right? Yeah. And then, like, as the portal opens and Strange and, and Voodoo come back... She goes and jumps into the dark dimension. She's uh, like, I'll just, I'll fight him and I'll save him. And sure. like, blah, blah, blah. So she like jumps in. Zelma tries to stop her. Strange is like, don't. She gets like a, like a little bit into it. And it's like, you know, I can, I can, I can't do it. And then Strange is like, hey, it's okay. I know. <laughs> like, you, you know, you're, you're a good friend. And like, I'm sorry, you're so sick. No, I'm, and I'm, and I'm sorry. So he takes her back and then she wants to say goodbye to, to Doyle and she cries on him. And then his. The tears. Yeah, he, well, it's like the tears do or her powers because like oh. she's got some crazy powers. And like the problem, of course, is that if she's using them without knowing she's using them, what that cost is tallying up for her. Right. And so, you know, she brings him back and Strange is like, oh, okay. Oh, no. Okay, we gotta, we gotta get this under control, mm-hmm. which is a funny thing for him to consider because like he does things that are completely out of control. Constantly. Right. <laughs> um, is it a little like melodramatic? Sure. It's gotta I mean, be you're dealing a comic with, book. It's, it's a comic book and you're dealing book. with kids. Yeah. You know, but like like I said, there's like a lightheartedness to it, even in times where, you know, a character seemingly dies. Um, but it's like it's it's a good feel. It's a good fit and a good feel. And like I said, if you go back to issue one, I feel like if you were just had a cursory interest in it or just looking for something a little more like fun or whimsical, kind of, this might be something you might want to jump into, and I feel like you wouldn't be too lost. Yeah. So. It's written by Scotty Young with art by Humberto Ramos, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it uh, looks so good. Which really good. plays into the, the youthful feel. Yes, absolutely. Good, so. look, good book. Yeah. Nice, that's great. Yeah. Uh, I will, uh, let's jump into some Super Chat. Then sure, we'll, sure, sure. Because I was going to say, we could talk about this, but I, I'll, I'll wait. Um, He's fine. Oh, uh, George Papen. Pependro 
says, good luck in the storm. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, hopefully you are not in it, but good luck to you if you are. Have you guys been keeping up with The Last God? It's honestly one of the best books that DC has put out in a while. Uh, no, but that is by Philip Kennedy Johnson, who is like the new hotness. Uh, the new Donny Cates, so to speak. Uh, he is on Superman and also on the Aliens book at Marvel. Uh, so I have been... Uh, it's been more on my radar than ever before. But yeah, you... Uh, you read at least some of the last. I God. did. Probably, I have not. I'm gonna pick up a trade of it. It was just like, it's over now. Well, just uh, yes. Um, but I just I fell off of it, and mm -hmm. I like there was just no time to go back. And I was yeah. like, this is like this feels to me more of a trade. Yeah, this is be a finished book. Um, and so that, that's my plan. Yeah, I did when they were doing those charity things. I did put in to have my um self inserted into the book. Did you really? Yeah, I lost. Oh. But the person who got it, I think, really, really was excited for it. So good for nice. them. Yay. Uh, Danby900, uh, I feel the same way with you about Amazing Spider-Man South. Kindred wasn't res resolved. It's just a terribly paced comic as far as furthering the story. Yeah, it's... Yeah, and really, like, they're never going to finish the Spider-Man story, but pacing is everything. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Hayden Walsh, have you, either of you read any of Garth Ennis's Fury Max books? All three are good, but My War Gone By with art by... Goran Parlov is particularly excellent. Some of Ennis's finest work. Yes, I've read some of Ennis's Fury Max. Uh, My War Gone By is, I think, one of the most celebrated uh, stories within that run. Uh, when I talked to Garth Ennis, he made a mention of that, like, that's one of the few mainstream characters that he will always return to. It's Frank and Fury he's happy to write for. That's nice. I, I feel like that's not a stretch for him. And not, no. like, in a bad way where he's just, you know, he can do the same old thing. I, I think it's just something that... He, he could always into, have a story. Yeah, he always for. has a story for it. Exactly. Yeah. He doesn't have to, like, lie to himself. Right, 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 right. Uh, Chocobo Kid Cute Half, Tiffany? Thank you. This is my um, Overwatch May hat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Yo Block 1000, a movie based on Spider-Man could be good. Thanks. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I hope they try it one day. Um, we read uh, Strange Adventures number eight from, of course, Tom King with art by Mitch Gerrids and... Uh, Evan Shaner. Yes. I'm sorry. This is just, this usually happens on the Twitch channel. So yeah. like, I'm like not used to this. Uh, twitch.tv slash comic pop Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Watch. <laughs> uh, probably not tomorrow though, given the weather. But, uh, yeah, no, um, Strange Avengers is. Okay. Okay. Hit the uh, play button on the, uh, preview there. Okay. So yeah, uh, Sorry about that. Wait, is it back? Yeah. That's that. There's no cat here. Oh yeah. Well, Wait, are we back? Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yay! So ah, all right. And the cat's gone. Yeah. And the cat sorry. is gone. So. Anyway, uh, the reason why I mentioned it is just because the book is still excellent. You should yes. read it. Uh, oh, the point I was making was that like. Oh, Shaner and and Jared's Shaner and art. Jared's art is kind of like blending. From like idyllic and gritty to like some happy medium to like re like a reality more superhero reality yeah like superhero where it's reality like... or like a character's reality yeah or like the realization of truth mm -hmm. that may or may not be uh, known to them I don't yes. know so. yeah but it's a great series I, I again I don't want to tell you what happens because I just want you to read it so pick up Strange Adventures if you haven't already if you're like nah maybe uh, I mean you could trade weight but like. Uh, full disclosure, if you trade weight on a monthly series that isn't a miniseries, like, they're going to finish Strange Adventures. You could trade weight on Strange Adventures. Yeah. And no one would, would cancel the book. 
But if you're trade waiting on a regular series, uh, you're killing the series. You're, you're killing it. Yeah. Uh, what you could do if you want to fix it uh, is you could pre-order the trade you are waiting on. Yeah. Because normally the best way to save your book is to pre-order the book. But if you are a trade waiter and you're like, no, but I'm not going to pre-order monthly books, mm -hmm. but I still want the series to continue. Pre-order the trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I promise you, you can do that. Mm -hmm. Your retailer will be happy to do that. If no retailer, watch tomorrow's Elseworlds Exchange, which is going to be live. It won't be live live. It'll go live tomorrow morning. Mm -hmm. Watch that. To completion, click the links in the description. I promise you, there is a reason to do that. Digital, you're killing the book. Okay, so let's move on. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. It's just the, the, you know, the book does not... The publishers do not care about digital sales. They don't. They, they, they factor. There is a element to it. For them, that's gravy. That's extra. No. But that is not what they sell for. Well, I'm feeling extra. Yeah, well, good. <laughs> uh, I think we're up to the gray initiate in terms of our yes. uh, Super Chats. Yes. Uh, have you seen the concepts Boss Logic did for Black Adam? Uh, the Dr. Fate design looks dope, but I'm way more excited to see it now. Hope Warner Brothers keeps it for the final look. Stay safe tonight. No. Uh, I think I... I only saw the Black Adam one, mm. but I didn't see anything else. No. Uh, I didn't know. I don't, I don't know if Dr. Fate is going to be in it. I don't know if, like, that... The thing is, Boss Logic is, he is hired by studios, but sometimes he does fan art, so I don't know how much... I would not necessarily uh, put a lot of stock in whether that's, like, real or not. Right, 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 right. Um, all right, we reloaded so we can get back to the next one. Uh, are there any other books that you want to talk about that we haven't already? Um, yeah, I'm going to mention another tie-in this week was Deadpool. Yes, which talk about Deadpool. It's De really important. Uh uh, yeah, Deadpool number 10 came out, um, written by Kelly Thompson with art by... Uh, uh, Gerardo Sandoval. Yeah, I couldn't remember his first name. It was like Sandoval. It's a tie into King and Black. It's the most fourth wall breaking... Of the Deadpool of series. Of the Deadpool, like, to date. Uh, it's also seemingly the end. Oh. What? Yeah, presumably this book has been canceled. Oh. And, like, no one has seen these solicits. There is a solicit for his, like, 30th... Or something like that. Okay. Or something. There's something coming up in March. But it's, but it's like not a this thing. book. And then there's like that hasn't been seen in the solicits. Oh. Um, and Deadpool at the end of this mentions that in a in a like last page splash image that like basically indicates that it was like this was already like drawn and like written out and like who knew there was gonna be a tie-in, but this all kind of worked out because we were telling a story. So regardless of how much this feels like the last story that we did where they went to like the bone land, bone yard, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's not the bone yard. That's from something else. Mm -hmm. Um, that they just kind of worked out that they were then going to be part of a tie in that was very similar. Cause like literally they haven't been away from get been able to get away from like goop. Yeah. In the past few issues. That's fair. Um, and that like, you know, since they've been canceled, it's like, they're just kind of finishing it up here. Oops. Mm. I was like, you're like, what? <laughs> I mean, I'm reading this book. What are you talking that about? That sort of like, fits for Deadpool in terms of his abilities to fourth wall break and explain things to us. Totally. But I was like, oh, you okay? Yeah. Oh, well. That sucks. That I does suck. I was really enjoying this. Um, I know a lot of folk were turned off by uh, Bachelot's art. I liked his art, yes. but I know for, that wasn't for everyone. No. Um, this literally has, it's, Deadpool is like, so... 
there's this whole thing going on, and I guess we're part of it, even though, like, you know, they all want to make, like, sure that typically the Monster Island isn't part of everything. Everything's part of what we're doing now. Fine. So he gets a bigger team of monsters than he had before. So you get like a mystery men esque, like, oh, what do you do? This okay. cool, you're in, you're in, you're out, whatever. <laughs> right. right. Sauron is here, and he, and like, Deadpool's like, I didn't even know you were here. And he's like, <laughs> I have a summer home. And he's right. Like, but don't you just want to turn people into dinosaurs and not save the world? Right. And I was like, wait, wasn't that Stegron? Yeah. No, it was also... Was it also Sauron? I think it was Sauron, yeah. Yeah, he's like, I thought you just wanted to turn people into dinosaurs, not save the world. I thought that was hilarious. That's the line. Um, That's the meme. And he's like, well, I mean, if everyone turns into black goo monsters, then I can't turn them into dinosaurs, so I'm in. Okay. So he gets his team together, including a snowman, who almost gets kicked off the team because he's like, he says, cool. And Devil's like, do you only do cold puns? It's like, (laughs) snow? He stays on the team. Okay. Um, suffice it to say. But, like, they do, like, the superhero walk. He mentions that. There was this cult of, like, doomsayers who were like, oh, yeah, this is supposed to happen. We saw this coming. They always see things coming. They did set this up, though, before that, like, it was going to tie into something and it would have tied into something and then it didn't tie into something because they canceled the book. Yeah. Uh, so what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. If the answer is nothing, uh, then nothing. Yeah. Uh, they all go out immediately, like... Like Deadpool 2, they'll die. No, six minutes into it, there's a, like one of the symbiote dragons, and they're like, okay, this is not going well. Yeah. But like Deadpool's like, don't touch it. Okay. But you have to fight it. Right. But don't touch it. Uh, so naturally what happens is someone ends up getting hit by symbiote goo. It's Jeff. Jeff, oh. Jeff becomes a symbiote. Okay. Um, Deadpool gets his arm chomped on by Jeff, so they have to cut off his arm so that he doesn't become one, because the fact is, like, um, Elsa has this realization, she's like, you are nigh indestructible, we cannot allow you to become... A symbiote. Yeah, yeah. Or, because... Or a host, yeah. Yeah, like, you'll be unstoppable. hmm So they regroup, they're gonna go back in, and, and that's when, um, Jelby shows up. <laughs> Deadpool hates Jelby, because Jelby, like, betrayed him. Oh, um, on Krakoa. Yeah, didn't he use Jelby? That's right, Jelby, like, stayed. Jelby's, like, a, a mutant, so he's like... Well, I'm not gonna go back. Yeah, so Jelby's back, and he's like, no, look what I did. He put, um, Jeff in a bubble so yeah. that he could be saved later, and he's like, okay, cool, Jelby, you're in. And he comes up with a plan, and the plan is to put everyone into Jelby like it's a mech suit, <laughs> and they all fight within Jelby, and then they go, like, kaiju size, essentially, and they, like, fight him one-on-one. Yeah. With Deadpool, like, shouting out commands that no one needs. Inevitably, they punch him into a hole, but they're like, how do we keep him down there? Mm-hmm. And that's when he and Elsa do the exact same thing they did in the other book, where he's going to sacrifice himself, and they kiss, and blah, blah, blah. And that's when we get the, like, so, you know, we thought that, you know, this looks familiar. Sure, it does, because, like, we wrote this thing, and then we got dragged into a tie-in, and here we are. And now that this is over anyway, so here we go. Jelby mm. jumps in and, like, essentially puts the dragon in, in him in him so they're just gonna hang on to him until they figure out what to do with it yeah, until the episode until the, the tie-in's over yeah well, the, the book's over so yeah so deadpool utilizes a giant um amp oh or speaker sonics, sonics yeah. in order to like push the symbiote off of him and then it all works out yay and then it just says next uh someone else will probably do a new deadpool book yep i was like it just kind of goes to show you how Marvel is ha- handling their, like, 
canceling or cancellations of things, if you are going to cancel this book, I feel like you shouldn't have forced them to do a tie-in. Yeah, just let them just do whatever let they were going to do. do a final book. Um, it is Deadpool, so Deadpool does get to explain everything to us in a way that normally would not be allowed to be explained directly in the book. Right. So it, it's fine. I enjoyed this. I enjoyed the snark of it. Um... I get again that the art originally wasn't for everyone. They like they didn't give them that like superhero vibe or that like nineties, early two thousands vibe they wanted from their Deadpool comic. But yeah. I enjoyed it for what it was and I'm happy I got to go along on the ride and was completely shocked to the fact that it was over. So yeah. there it is. Right. It's done. Okay. And if you were like, Oh man, I thought about reading Deadpool, like eh, like well. That, that that goes to show yeah. you should just buy the book. Yeah, it's, it's Deadpool's nerdy 30s coming ah, up. Ah, okay. Um, so, okay. It, uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's too bad. Yeah, I just don't like the way in which they handled it. I no. understand books being canceled. Apparently, I just have to stop enjoying books or reading books. Well, that's... I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaks to your taste level as well. Because, like, your particular tastes usually are, like, niche enough where they just don't. I guess. I don't know. I'm reading X-Men. Uh, <laughs> I'm reading X-Men. I'm, I'm reading the X-Men. Uh, jumping back into the Super Chats. Which is here. I found them. Uh, Girk Pectus. Any obscure characters you want to see in the MCU? I want Lance, Doctor Doom's... Lancer, Doctor Doom's cyborg henchwoman. She was kind of a little more serious Harley Quinn. Came before HQ. She respected Doom, but called him on his BS. Yeah, she was fun. Um, there's not a lot... Like, that I wouldn't want to see. Just just use them, but as long as they're organic, I don't care. Sure. You know? Like, would it be... F no. You know? Maybe if they did, like, a New Warriors show, that'd be kind of fun. But, like, they're not that obscure. I was I was going to make a joke, but I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure they're going to use her. I was going to be like, yeah, let's use this little known obscure character named Clea for Doctor Strange. Right? She'd be a lot of fun, <laughs> I think. Yeah, you're totally right. Uh, yeah, when are they going to put Clea in the friggin' movies? I, Never. I, I, hopefully this one. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, and Alex Cass, thank you very much, very much. Thank you, uh, thank you. Long time since I've caught the live show. Always excellent on the replay. Keep being awesome. You too, Alex. Thank well, you very thank much, you. Um, What's it called? Uh, there's still a couple of, like, future state books that we can talk about. Uh, Batman, Superman, Future State Batman, Superman number one mm -hmm. from Jean Luen Yang. Uh, and, uh, God, somebody who drew it. I don't remember. Oh, here we go. Ben Oliver. Ben Oliver. Uh, this is touted as the last Batman Superman crossover or, or book because it's in the future state, but it's before new Batman, next Batman and Superman's abduction. Mm -hmm. So it's just a Batman Superman book written by Gene Lewin Yang. Uh, so it's cool. Yeah. Uh, do you remember Splicers from Batman Beyond? Where it was like DNA crossed, yes. you know, for like as a cosmetic thing. Yes. Instead of getting your ear pierced, you'd look like a cat. I do remember that. They're what, doing that. Which. But it, they're not calling it that. I'm not going to lie. There's part of me that's like, that's, that would be awesome. that's dope. Well, you shouldn't do it because it's super cheap and easy to get. Mm -hmm. But the side effects are, you know, you're stuck with it kind of. Like there was a dude who wanted to be remembered by his school. He made himself into a ram because that's a school mascot, ran into the field. But when he changed back, he still had horns and everyone laughed at him. So he's like sad. Um, laughed at him? Yeah, I know. Some, my, to, like, some of my dope. favorite comic book characters are dudes with horns on their heads. I know, I know. But uh, so Batman's investigating it, Superman's investigating it. Uh, mm -hmm. Superman is a lot more like 
uh, off the cuff, a little more like, well, Batman, I, I reveal my identity, and so I don't give a shit about anything. Batman's like, okay, it, it, you could skip this. It's it doesn't matter. It it's looks not in continuity. Cool. It like yeah, it, it's yeah, it's a it's a typical Superman Batman adventure. It could work for either of them, but we have both of them. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like yang superman goodness mm-hmm. that you'd come to expect from him on a superman book uh his batman is fun his superman is a lot more like casual than i'm used to or have seen in a long time okay um yeah and so they're you know they, they've they've happened upon a plot which is like to battle the magistrate and i'm like oh once you mention the magistrate i'm like oh, i don't give a shit about that uh, but yeah, it's, you know, it's just mm-hmm. Superman and Batman going on what is seen, what appears to be like their last adventure together before everything gets all future stated. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, future state isn't real, so it doesn't matter. Right. But like, if you enjoy the story, then it does matter because it matters to you. Sure, so, sure. You know, hey, splicers, hey. Wait, it's not really splicing. It's called something else, but like. But it is something. It's the same exact that, goddamn yeah. thing. You know, where do you get the idea? You know, he got it from friggin' Batman Beyond. Um, great art, great stuff, you know, human animal hybrids, everything looks great. Uh, Superman actually is the weirdest looking thing. Cause like it, he's, he looks like a man mm-hmm. and everyone else like is a either Superman? wearing, yeah, yeah. But just a man, you know, like he has a face like right. that belongs to humans as opposed to everybody else who looks like animals or like, you know, wearing a Batman mask. Sure. So, uh, he actually looks like the odd man out in this whole menagerie. But, uh, okay. but the issue was well written. The art's great, and uh, the story is very run of the mill. There's a mystery afoot. Superman's not good at solving mysteries, but he is good at like kicking in doors and making Batman feel good about himself. If That's you, his superpower. Yeah, if you're looking for a very standard run of the mill Superman Batman adventure, this is definitely something you can pick up. Uh, although there's also like the magistrate and crap. Was this the one with Professor Pig or no? No, it was Professor Frog or whatever. Like, uh, it's a guy who looks like a frog. Okay. No, no pigs. Professor or otherwise. I don't know where I got that from. I don't know. But it's a good issue. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed it. Erwin uh, Rosales, I would legit watch an HBO Max series of Mr. Miracle and Strange Adventure Or Strange Adventures. Yeah. Me too. No, I, totally. I seriously would. Animated or not. Do it. Animated would be better in terms of for Strange Adventures to get some of those effects, but if you could nail the effects live action, have more impact. Yeah. You know who would be happy to write an adaptation of that? Who? Tom, Tom King. King. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, uh, Elliot Troy, if you could produce one trade paperback at Marvel or DC Collective Stories that you'd like that aren't likely, what would you produce? Stay warm, friends. Uh, you too, man. Uh, Avengers JLA. If you're talking about like producing a, a trade paperback that is not ex- that doesn't exist, yeah, okay. DC, I think is on. DC handles the publishing of JLA Avengers, so I'd like to see DC publish that. If it was Marvel, I'd like to see Marvel publish an omnibus of the Sal Buscema, JMD Mateus Spectacular Spider-Man. Oh, I know. I'd like to see um, Marvel republish um, into Shambhala. Yes. Because you can't get that unless you can find that uh, Marvel graphic novel, that mm-hmm. like magazine-sized um, Which is cool, imprint but that like, they used to have, but hard, like it's yeah. hard to get a hold of, and I think it's a, a fun like standalone story um, for fans of Doctor Strange that they might want to pick up. Yeah. Uh, Algae Try, New Mutants, it's pretty cool. Hell yeah. The yes. book? Yeah. It's a great book. I read it. Did you? Yeah, I read nice. New Mutants this week. Um, it's it's 
literally like there's a lot going on in this it's funny this this also has to do with like kids and stuff like that because don't forget like our like the nubians we have known uh, come to know and love are kind of like camp counselors like training Mm -hmm. um young mutants and like teaching them about like synergy and like working together and and all of that who wrote this by the way uh who did write this is a fine question that's vita Ayala. Oh, is it still Arby Silva doing art? Rod Rice. Rod Rice, thank you. Yeah, Rod Rice, Rod Rice is doing art. Rod Rice on New Mutants is like, yeah, yeah. do that. Uh, I don't know Vita Ayala uh, on this title. I think she's. I think they have been writing this. I, I didn't think that they wrote. I maybe not the series when it started. I like when I fell right, in love right, with this right, title, right, I think right. it was Hickman. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Not to diminish from it. No, 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 that's fine. What so is this, this, issue 15? Yeah, there's a bunch of different things going on. Like, Warlock is obviously separated from Cypher oh. now. Um, we deal with that in terms of Warlock just walking around. And Cypher, at the end of this, they're throwing, a, like, a party mm-hmm. for Cypher and Bay. Bye. His wife? Yeah. Yes. They're, like, like, they just got back from their honeymoon, but they're, like, celebrating, like, as though, like, it's their reception kind of thing. Yeah. So, like, the mutants are kind of, like, <clears throat> just all about that and, like, welcoming her to, like, the family kind of thing. Yeah. So we've got that going on. Um, we have the fact that Wolvesbane wants to bump up her son. She, I didn't like, know she little, had a son. She, she had a cub. Um, <laughs> a pup. A pup. Right. Um, and would like to bump them back up in terms of the resurrection protocol. But like they don't, they, it's not, he's not even in. He's not even on the list? On the list. So What the hell, Xavier? So, like, Elixir is like, you know I want to help you, but I can't just, you know, make this happen. So, like, let's find a way to, to get this rolling. Yeah. Right? Danny pledges to help um, Rain with that. So we have that element going on. Good. Um, We have Scout, who's desperate to just get attention. I think she's been hanging out with Dokken a little bit. Oh, that's not a good idea. Um... Regardless, like, she's not getting, like, focus on, from anyone, right? Like, no one's really paying attention to her, mm-hmm. and, like, X-23 is missing, and so she's yes. kind of, like, floating right now. Yeah. Like, she's there, but, like, she misses that, like, familiar connection. Sure. And so she's struggling and not given being given responsibilities, and not that she's acting out necessarily, but, like, she's trying to just insert herself into, like, different, like, groups and, sure. like, attach herself to people. So with that going on, we have those new... New new mutants who uh, were introduced who have an association with the Shadow King. You say that's the Shadow King right it's there. The Shadow King. Not. I don't know if they know that it's the Shadow King mm. necessarily or understand what that is, but um, you know he's there and he's working on something. Uh-huh. He's got like a little plot he going on does, for yeah. himself. Um, one of the new new mutants, Cosmar, who has like sort of like Danny's powers, or she can like manifest nightmares, but there are any nightmares. Okay. When her powers first manifested, it ended up warping her body. Oh. And so like even though now she has better control over it, like she can't make her body go back. Oh. And so she wants to go through the crucible. She crucib- wants to die. <laughs> she wants to go through the crucible and would, and yeah. be allowed to come back and and this time around be able to control her powers and not have that happen. Sure. So she ends up um asking Danny. To, to kill her. Well, to be part of the Crucible. And Danny's like, you don't have to, you, like, you're perfect the way you are. You Aww. don't have to listen to, like, what humans think of, like, beauty. But, like, that's not what she needs to yeah. hear. But it's we're like, X-Men and we're all beautiful anyway. I, yeah. So, you know. Except for that guy. So. <laughs> I'm pointing at Dupe. Yeah, Dupe is in this for a second. Yay. The back <laughs> By the way, Dupe is great. Um, And so she runs off and her, her, like, friends chase her. And the Shadow King's like wandering around in the party like this is all part of whatever he's trying to make happen like he's influencing these four or yeah four young 
mutants mm-hmm. to be part of his group, essentially, oh. or like do something. So it's just there's a lot of like individual pieces that go into this book, um, and the fact that it's the Shadow King, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it gives it that kind of weight. It does definitely give it a very heavy weight. Um, we definitely talk about Amal Farouk as well, you know, and his background, and and you know just how the Shadow King kind of um, used him. Yes. Like, was like, oh, I'll help you out with this, and you won't be alone, and blah, 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 and all I ask is that you use your powers for me sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, uh, inevitably, like, he was like, I'm never alone. Right. Warlock looks great. Rod Rice does a fantastic job on the art. Um, same thing with, like, coloring. It, yeah. It's just spectacular. Like, when Cosmar is, is rejected, how it becomes less colorful. Yeah. Um... It's just, it's neat. Um, it's a good book. It's a good book. It's solid. It, it definitely um, gives me the Sinkovich, Sinkovich yeah. vibes in terms of the art. And like I said, like it's New Mutants, so there's that drama. And they're X-Men to begin with. They're, they're, they're mutants, period. So right. It's, so it's going to be melodrama. You're going to have that melodrama. But there's just a lot of like little plot threads that inevitably will, I think, inter- coalesce. Yeah, interweave into one totally. another. I'm also trying to like keep plot lines from this separate from what we read in x-men and i yes. also read excalibur and i'm like wait what <laughs> right 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 um so yeah 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 um i think we're caught up with was was that it yeah, yeah. that was that uh young goku over 9000 yo this was such a fat x-men week and this artist is so damn 90s it's amazing i like the art way more than the previous art uh, love y'all. Hope y'all are well. Uh, thank you very much, Young Goku. Uh, I know what he's referring to. We'll talk about that in a minute. Sure I just want I want to get through that in just a second. Yeah, yeah. Um, but thank you for your input, uh, Lawrence Perry. Here are some shekels. Good use of shekels. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, not just giving us the shekels, but also using the term shekels yes. as uh, a term. Uh, Hayden Walsh, do you enjoy when a writer's runs across various titles build one? shared mythology that becomes their little corner of that universe a la Donny Cates or Jonathan Hickman I wait hang on there's more to it that's what I was indicating two of two. Oh, okay <laughs> uh, Kate sometimes makes me wonder whether such a thing is as using too much of your own mythology yeah that's the thing is that like Hickman did when like th- there's such a problem as like Hickman did it Hickman did it like Simpsons did it yeah here's the thing that's great when it services your story like when you are like, I can't tell this story any other way. Mm-hmm. It has to be 17 titles, six years in the making with this culmination and this like possible line-wide reboot afterwards. Yeah. That's the way the story is going to be told. I promise you when you read it all in one thing, it'll be this amazing like, you know, tapestry. There are some people who can pull that off great. There are some people who want to do that because of how popular it is. Mm-hmm. And anyone trying to approximate it, I, I, I feel bad for. Because, like, it is such an undertaking. It is so much work. And it's not always the best way. If you can tell a story in 12 issues as opposed to 25 or 50, mm-hmm. please do that. If you can tell a story in four issues where 12 could do, do the four. People prefer brevity over sprawling. Right. I promise yeah. you. Now, I'm not talking about, like, compressed storytelling where it's like make sure that there's like a, a, another massive reveal on every page mm-hmm. so that like every issue feels valuable but i am saying like you know i don't think that there is like a, a genre i think that it becomes one but i don't I, I don't believe in that as a thing like i don't think that like 
one should go, eh, should I attempt the Hickman method or should I just tell the story like I would as a writer? Right. Like, I, just tell the story the way you would. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and I, I don't think there's anything wrong necessarily with creating something new um, like we've seen with Kate's. But like sometimes when you put something out there and then it's not being used necessarily and then you're like, oh, I'll just use that. Yeah. Then it seems like you only want to play with your toys. Yeah, Bennis did that a yeah, couple times when he was on New Avengers and then he rebooted it three times. Mm-hmm. He was like, Ooh, I know, I and mean, we've used this example before, but like he's like, I'll take away Doctor Strange's Sorcerer Supreme, we'll make a new Sorcerer Supreme. No one cares about Doctor Strange, by and large, so no one's going to complain. Yeah. There's no book for him, so no one's going to argue with that. And we could actually get new books out of it, and indeed they did. We got the Doctor is out as a result of that, yes. and we got a new status quo for Doctor Strange, he became a member of the New Avengers as a result, or afterwards. Um, Brother Voodoo got his own book, he became Doctor Voodoo, got yep. another book out of that. Um but ultimately, nobody gave a shit, and nobody wanted to, on the writer level, right. tell that story. And so he's like, I'll do it myself. Yeah. Here you go. And wrote the New Source Supreme book, which was in New Avengers, and it was, like, not great. Because he wasn't planning on writing that story. Right, 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 right. So, yeah. No, don't just use your own toys. Especially <laughs> in a toy box as deep and rich no, it's, as it's Marvel. it's so true. Uh, Jmail1984, I caught you guys live. Awesome. Uh, Hi. Good to see you, man. Uh, I rewatch your videos all the time, especially these Star Trek Elseworlds. Thanks nice. for checking it out. That was a good one. That was fun to have Ethan on. I'm glad we did that. Yeah, we were me thinking too. about doing more of that, but like it didn't do very well. So we're like, eh, we'll do it next time. Okay. Uh, Kweku Akwaye says, What'd you think of WandaVision? That shot of vision, pretty chilling. Now, do you think this is all Wanda? I think Kathan might be trying to control her. I think it'd be pretty daring of them to. to Im- introduce an eldritch god yeah i mean then again that was just as i was saying that i was thinking about how like shield had like the dark hold in it you know what i mean yeah, like that was I, shield that it was, was shield that no, was I know. jeff Loeb's I, I, I show hear you. i hear you but, like i i do wonder if it isn't they're not going to make it just wanda or like some like reaper from like her being so close to um the gem as it exploded or something mm. like that i don't know but the fact is, it's like, you know, part of you wants it to be that there's someone else because, you know, Wanda ends up being the villain most of the time. Yeah. Like, accidentally, just due to her own, like, you know, powers and, and sort of, you know, mental issues. Right. Uh, so I do feel badly for her, but it makes for good TV. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I got a couple more. Yeah, I'll let's kind of tap them real quick. I read Future State Aquaman. Oh, how'd it go? Uh, this book was interesting because... Um, it's it's a it's like an interesting pitch where like you know you got you know two different you got Aqua Woman yes. you know daughter, daughter of, of Mera and Aquaman yeah in here and you have um, Jackson okay here we go uh, who for some of it looks one way and then for the other parts where he's an adult looks like Jason Momoa huh synergy whatevs um. But it listen, like I enjoy like jumping in occasionally into the Aquaverse occasionally. <laughs> um, so I was like, let me pick this up, check it out. This yeah. is like an interesting pitch for like a like slider style like book where these two end up like finding some rift essentially, but accidentally, and they just keep like hopping from different like place to place, essentially okay. different oceans, oh. and like dealing with different issues, like. One of them had talking snakes in it. We don't see that, but they, they mentioned they that. They mentioned it. I was like, that's kind of cool. Not really the heart of what the story is. It's okay. just kind of the delivery system for it. Yeah. Um, but essentially, Jackson is meant to be, like, training and taking care of um, Andy. 
and keeping her safe and, and all of that. And it turns out like we learn in this that she has um, an ability to not talk to sea creatures, but to directly control them. And she doesn't like using it because mm. it feels bad. Okay. Because like it's, she's like, it's just, it's crappy. Right. It's crappy. And inevitably they end up in like some like one world where there's like a crazy kraken like monster that like gets them and has like some like um, paralysis chemicals on them. And it's like, it's messing them up. And like he ends up getting free and it's like hanging on to her trying to like get her free. And he's like, no, you got to do this, do this. And it's not working. She's like, he tells her to take control of it, mm-hmm. but she can't or she won't. And inevitably what she does is she cuts her own leg off so that he can be free. Oh. Like she forces him. She uses like her aquakinesis or whatever <laughs> to like create a blade and wow cuts off her own leg he's then caught by some sort of like other like more advanced society he keeps trying to break out realizes that she's alive so he tells his story and this is the story we're reading gotcha. and that like she's coming mm. to get him okay so uh, it, it, it's cool and like i kind of had a fun time because it was easy to get into for being so not what i was expecting you know yeah. what i mean so it was just a fun little adventure comic that pitched an interesting idea of like this like ocean hopping world yeah. thing. I was like, that's kind of fun. That's a that's a fun idea. Yeah. All right. So I read that. I also read Excalibur. Here's what you need to know about that. Betsy's back. Yay! Betsy Which... ended up literally going to a, like she's Captain Britain, so she just went to another place, like another multiverse. Another, yeah. In which Betsy. Okay, so here's what's cool. In this multiverse, mm-hmm. Betsy Braddock, Captain Britain, is Captain Britain and also Queen of England. Pete cool. Wisdom's the Prime Minister. Oh. She's like, she's banging an angel. Okay. But like, because he's American, he, they can't get married. Oh. He used to date uh, Quanon. Yes. There is literally a protocol in place. Should this, like, another Betsy come and, like, displace that one and, like, mm-hmm. what they should do? <laughs> because Pete Wisdom realized if they were dealing with Captain Britain, then they'd be dealing with multiverse. And right. so they need to have something in place. Okay. So it's like, don't talk to people, don't do whatever. In this world, England has become a safe haven for mutants. Oh, it's it's like England is Krakoa. Uh-huh. That's fun. Krakoa exists. Oh, but it's not. It's like it's like nobody goes to Krakoa. <laughs> but like England is a safe haven and like sort of like you know paradise for mutants. Okay, and so everyone loves their queen and whatever. And so she realizes she needs to get back. She doesn't have an amulet. She doesn't have the sword. There's no way for her to do that. So she realizes she has to go to the lighthouse because there's like a weak point there. Okay. So she should be able to get through. She asks Angel to help her. He gets a mutant to help her. It's Quanon. Oh, no. So it's awkward. Yeah. Because in this world, he Angel used to be married to her. Oh. So she knows that this isn't their Betsy. And so they're not supposed to really like delve into like more details. Yeah. Betsy uses this as an opportunity to apologize for living in her skin because it's somehow easier for her to apologize to, to not, not the real Quanon. Quanon doesn't want to know this and is like really creeped out by that. Mm-hmm. And so inevitably like they end up sending her back. And so when, when she arrives, um, Pete Wisdom had been visited by, remember Coven Akaba? Yeah. The magic users who are humans who were like, we need real human Captain Britain. And like, screw all of you. We hate mutants. Yes. They're like, where's Captain Britain? We haven't seen Captain Britain. Like, she just abandoned all of us because she was a mutant and a bad person and uh-huh. everyone hates her. Um, and clearly something happened to Brian. It's just that Brian, like, kind of fell off the map when she left because he didn't want everyone to just make him Captain Britain again because he doesn't want that responsibility. Fair enough. Pete Wisdom is like, all right, I'm going to go to the lighthouse because clearly where she's going to end up. So he has to go to Krakoa, which he's never wanted to do. Mm. So he goes there for the first time. He runs into the rest of Excalibur, which is, you know, Rogue and Gambit and Jubilee. Yeah. 
and uh, essentially is like, I, I got to go to the lighthouse and blah, 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 blah. Like, and they're like, that's where we're going. We're going to move in. What? We're going to move in that's there because that's where she'll show up and we want to be there when she gets back. Gotcha. Which okay. is funny because Jubilee's never lived with cats. Obviously, mm. Gambit's bringing all of his. Naturally. Because he can't be away from them. Oh, Richter is also there. This is a really great moment for Pete because he's like, I'm just going to go to the gate. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to get go through the gate. Rogue's like, hey, don't forget, that gate is close to the one in the other world. And if you die in other world, like if you go there, we can't bring you back correctly. Have, have you been updated to that? Right. And Pete turns around and there's like a little mutant there who's like, hi, welcome to Krakoa. <laughs> the gate told us that it's the first time here. Flowers. Oh. He's like, yeah. <laughs> no, get away. I hate this place. Yeah. I'm leaving. So where our Betsy is, the lighthouse is like a term for like British intelligence. Okay. And so there's like a facility there instead of a lighthouse. <laughs> So they have to break into that, which they do, and then they shove her through. Kavanakaba does show up to the lighthouse to attack it because they're like, oh, that this is ours now. Like, there's no one here to claim it. There's no Braddock here to, to, to lay claim to it. Uh-huh. So we're going to just take it. And they're like, knocking it down? <sighs> All right, the mutants attack, but they realize they're kind of like overwhelmed mm-hmm. because these guys have magic and they don't have apocalypse anymore. Right. Um, But that's okay. That's when, you know, Betsy basically arrives falls out of the sky into the ocean they're like there there's a braddock get out get out go home you're you're out so sweet betsy's back so we brought her here good all right so that's our that's our little like update as to like all right yeah cool also you know apocalypse is still apocalypse is still not here yeah well yeah he's not showing up until the event right but jamie still has morgan lefay presumably Mm -hmm. because they know that she's probably in like coming cop is like she's in danger and it's like so clearly he's still holding on to her yeah under apocalypse's orders i'm guessing so yeah uh we have a couple more super chats before we move to the i think it's orion oh yeah uh orion i voted totally hoping booth would draw would be drawing that character was i duped so there's that mutant like vote for vote for the x-men the vote for the like x-men to join the the team Mm mm-hmm uh, no, uh, I don't think that that had anything to do with this. I think that like the issue of X-Men that came out to like this past week. Well, I guess the question is Booth going to stay on it. So it's like, were oh. you voting for a character you thought Brett Booth was going oh. to draw? I mean, or not. as I understand it, Booth wants to be on the book for as long as they want him to be on the book. So he'll be there until Arby Silva or, uh, the other one. Yeah. Pepe Larraz. Yeah. Uh, are on the book again. <laughs> Or Lanil Yu. Those are the four. Uh, those are the four, four artists. One of whom really, really wants to work there. Yeah. So that there, there you have it. Uh, and Kendall Person says thanks. Thanks for off the rack. None of my friends read comics, so these Monday discussions are a highlight of my week. Well, thank you very much. Yay. Thanks for uh, hanging thank out with us. Yeah. We're here. Um, and finally, X Men. Uh, X Men number seventeen from uh, Hickman and Brett Booth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett Booth, of course, 90s-tastic artist. Uh, he'd been championing his own, you know, being on the book. On Twitter, he drew a crap load of X-Men stuff, just begging at, uh, Marvel to give him a go. Uh, give him a go. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he took it, and he's here, and he's doing it. Uh, this, I haven't seen an X-Men book that looked like this in 25 years. Like... I literally haven't seen a book that looks like it. Okay. So here's the thing. Mm -hmm. We talked about this before. The idea that like 
with all the massive layoffs at DC, I'm like, wouldn't it be friggin' amazing if Jim Lee was fired from DC and the first thing he does is the X-Men event? Yeah. I, I still think that might happen. But uh, even if it didn't, you know, Jim Lee on X-Men again. I don't think... Seeing Brett Booth on X-Men tells me I don't think it would be the number one selling X-Men book ever again. Like sure. I thought it was. Right. And I I don't know if this art has its place here now. So, I, okay, so I've made no, like, uh, hiding of the fact that I really have enjoyed the X-Men art to date. I yes. think it's slick, it's sleek, and it fits with the storytelling that they're doing in the world building. That said, we're entering into the Shi'ar, and that, to me, just makes me think of the 90s, honestly. Uh, totally. And so, like, this fits, I guess, for that storytelling. Yeah. That said, this gave me those shades of Jim Lee and Capullo in terms of the inking. Yes. But it's, I don't, it's just not 100% there for me. It, what was, I think the, the really odd thing yeah. was Gene and Scott wearing their new, their X-Factor costumes. Yeah. Or is it New Mutants? I don't remember. I think it's X-Factor. Uh, with Storm wearing her. With, with Storm wearing her, like, you know, that, that's, that's the suit she wears. That's, yeah, that's, that's her that's current her suit. That's what suit. she's, that's what she's but wearing. But Gene and Scott are wearing these outfits from the 80s that I have action figures of. And it's like. Why are they here? Yeah. Like, why are they wearing these? Do they wear them only when they go to space? That's they don't because yeah. they've been there and they. I'm not complaining because I've all I have wanted to see Cyclops in this suit forever. Okay. Uh, and I'm seeing it drawn by a person who drew stuff in the '90s but has a more refined style today than he did back then. Well, that's good. Brett Booth in the 90s. Mm -hmm. I have Spider-Man Backlash, just like all the rest of you. Uh, that book is cool, but, like, it's not as refined as this issue was. Uh -huh. I was very impressed mm -hmm. with how 90s this felt, but also how competently executed it was. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like, I think... I think that it look, looks very 90s, but it also succeeds at least in giving us the story without it being gratuitous. Like, the way that it used to be is like, I gotta get Brett Booth on my book. It's gotta look like blah, and then and blah. And like, it doesn't matter. And the story is secondary. The story is primary in this. Oh, okay. And, and the I don't even know necessarily if Booth's art fits this story it only fits in terms of again we're dealing with, we're doing the she we're doing space and we're doing she and so like you want to see all those ridiculous like things. aliens and ships and costumes and stuff so here, prepare for all the comments that say how right you were um <laughs> because i i okay it's 90s and it's meant to look like it's, that so i'm literally only judging like it on that merit right, right. there's a couple of too many anatomical issues in this book for me. And I'm not talking like bodies. I'm talking like weird, like squished heads. Yes. And that's where it's like, listen, I understand the over-exaggeration of the 90s in terms of like the physical form. And we see that and that. I have no problem with that because that's literally something that is seen for there, yeah. like that time period. Mm -hmm. But there are a couple of like head issues that I'm like, that has nothing to do with that. That's right. just something's wrong. Yeah, yeah. Also in terms of not dealing necessarily with uh, Mr. Booth's art, 
Um, but the colorist mm. does like a like we gotta see all the colors kind of thing. Yes. However, sometimes things are lost in terms of like details and like the colors are just doing things. There's like a splash page where we see like a huge fight breaking out. Yes. And like, for me, the color in the background didn't flow the way it should have. No. And it made distracting shapes that pulled away from the art itself because I spent too much time trying to figure out what was connected to what, but that's because of the colors. One of my issues was the only time I thought, Oh, was when we meet the new, like the, the antagonist of this story. Oh, he was such a, <laughs> God. But I think it's meant to be that way. Yeah, no, like, I meant him. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, no, we're doing a oh, thing. Oh, you're one of those stupid aliens from the 90s we're that's complicated looking for no reason. And okay. that, again, like, I'm not judging it on that at all. Um, Ur, Uru, Ur? I think his name's Ur. Are you looking at who the colorist is? Yeah, I'm trying to... Sunny... Sunny Go. Yeah, it's just... It, there was just... It was... So much happening, yes. which is fine because you're meant to feel like that. It's action-packed, whatever. And a lot of but detail. But it detracted at times from st- visual storytelling. Not yes. constantly, sometimes. Right, right. Sometimes right. it did, and I was like, oh, that's a shame. Yeah. There's a couple of moments, too, where it's like, you'll see like a cool image of like someone's cape. Yes. And it's like clearly too short on one side versus the <laughs> other. And I'm like, that's, that's just, just, that's this license. is a shame. Like, God, okay, fine. But like the, the scene of, of Jean doing the psychic, like link with everybody. That was so nineties. That was like straight out of fucking wildcats. It, it was, I will say I was like, the form looks pretty good. Feet are Liefeldian. Yeah. In their nature. They're but gonna, like, it's going to happen. It, it does everything they wanted this to do. Right. It does every single thing That's they right. wanted it to do. Yep. The whole right on down to giving them old costumes. Yeah. Like Deathbird mm-hmm. should only be drawn by people like Brett Booth. Yeah. Because she is just an overcomplicated mess of a character, like in terms of design. Yeah. And she needs to be drawn with like a shitload of lines. She's purple. And not the only one. Yeah. Uh, Smasher, I thought felt was actually the weakest. Because she had, because she's a modern design. Yeah. Well, so is so is uh, ro- uh, Rogue Storm. Uh, Storm, Storm, but Storm, but it's Storm. She got the she got the loopies. She got storm power, shooting lightning. It's she's Storm. Thing. Yeah. She's got long hair. But Smasher, I'm like, it's it's very like two like like late two thousands where it's like it's streamlined, it's clean, it's almost like what are you you know it, what are you even doing here? Didn't yeah. you get the memo? We're all wearing crazy ass costumes today. Yeah. I mean, like. And, and we could have gone full '90s with Scott. Scott could have worn worn pouches and shit, and had a had a like. If you know, they had a, done that though, then it would have been like, oh, like that's just like the that's a huge wink. Yes, wink. But the eight, but the '80s suit with the with like where he wore that suit for like two years, <laughs> maybe. You know, like I don't know. It, it was I'm a, not. Here's the thing. I'm not saying it's bad. No. I'm saying I think this fits for this particular issue story. I don't know how, if it has to keep going, it's going to fare. Right. I am so accustomed to this art. And when I was a kid, uh-huh. like a like a little kid, I loved Brett Booth's art. Yeah. Thought it was freaking unbelievable. Yeah. Looking at it again, like looking at that Spider-Man Backlash book, I'm like, hmm, yeah, hmm, not not quite there. It, it's you know it's funny. He has the same issues. Old Brett Booth has the same issues that like current tony daniel has okay where it's like you don't know what a head shape looks like 
It's just, you know what it is? It's like, I'm gonna guess it's more that they're thinking about the overall panel instead of, like, the, like, some of the minute... Composition of the Yeah, character. like, I don't know. There's just something there where it's like, they're just, they're going through it. They're getting it out. Yeah. I mean, there's even so much, like, in terms of, like, literal panels, the way they're laid out, yeah, the way that the panel borders are put in at yep. times, I'm like, holy crap. You it's could like take a this issue, yep. like, take the cover off. Yeah. Take the, you had to take off the graphic info page as well, and you wouldn't necessarily know. No, it's just like, like oh, wow, they really, they really used some newer colors on this. Or, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, but the thing is, I loved his art when I was a kid. Seeing it again, I'm like, eh. seeing it today, I'm like, it's pretty dope. And I think it's just because I, I liked that right. stuff. Now, like, I think would you, how would you feel about it, though, if it was like the next 10 issues were this? I don't know. I think it'd be pretty, I, I think it'd be pretty exhausting. But, That's what I'm afraid of. But I kind of want to see it anyway. I think what I what concerns me here is if like this this issue is a high flying action adventure in space. It's a rescue mission. It's dealing with a crazy, overly designed. He looks villain. like if Deathlock ruled Latveria, like. <laughs> yeah, and it was made out of like space glitter. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He's got a lot of glitter. Going. But like, so this like works you know we're, we're like I, you know i want it to feel like over the top and like in your face and yeah. like extreme and it has that sensation yeah my concern is at times hickman's stories have a subtlety to it yes and i don't see that here but i don't know if i don't see it here because it wasn't asked and i think that's what it was i think like, it's just because there aren't any quiet moments i think if this was yeah. if, if they asked brad Bruce to draw new mutants it'd be like no yeah hell even excalibur it just wouldn't fit no it uh, wouldn't but with x-men I mean, it's X-Men. They better be doing... Like, we'll see what happens when the horticulturists show up. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, so, like, I don't want to judge it solely off of this because I feel like this was literally meant to appeal to 90s... Comic fans. Comic fans. X-Men That comic nostalgia fans. feel. Yeah. That, like, you know, like I said, like, super action, in-your-face kind of, like, feel. I, I think it was meant for that. Yep. For me, dealing with the Shi'ar takes me back immediately yeah. to thinking of like X-Men animated series. And so like this fits. Yes. But I don't know. Like I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned that it's not a, it wasn't asked for. It's mm -hmm. not, it, it, and that it's a more like, it's not doable. Right. It, like the reality having is, those like quiet moments won't work. I don't know. The question is. If you were not a fan mm -hmm. of the X-Men in the 90s, if you did not grow up on 90s comic art, mm -hmm. does this still hold up? And that's the question I'm asking everybody else. Because like, yeah. that's the thing. Is like, if you grew up with this, you're like, finally! I think a lot of people are... I think there's, I think there's a significant portion of the audience, not an, not an overwhelming amount, but yeah. a significant enough to have a vocal minority on Twitter to say, finally, comics are getting back to basics. I think there's another group that's like, that's kind of cool. Yeah, this like, was this was fun. This is kind of cool. This was fun to see, and this was a like fun little adventure. And like, if they did a whole bunch of like '90s variant comic like covers yeah. for some of the X books, right? That could be kind of dope. Yep. Like, would I, but I'd like to see, like I would like them to make a book called X Men Gold again and put Booth on that. You could totally do that, and just put Jubilee Gambit Jubilee. X Men or uh, Cyclops Wolverine. Like I know Jubilee's not Excalibur. I'm like Jubilee, Jubilee is, and so is Gambit. Yeah, but they're the no, but they <laughs> and Rogue. No, the all, all the characters in the '90s. Shove them in that sh book. Have Brett Booth draw that. It would feel like that. I I got that feeling. It felt like 
this is the thing. There's there's a book. I don't remember who drew it, but there was a Marvel team up book. He's drawn other things. Yeah. But like, that looks like this, but it's more steeped in modern art. Okay. You know, not and not modern art like Picasso. Like I'm talking about like <laughs> mo- like the modern sensibilities of how comic art has gone. Sure. And so it's like it so it's a weird hodgepodge. Like it's a little too detailed. It's not quite Frank Quitely, but it's also not quite Brett Booth. You know, it's like it's like what I don't know what it is, but it's yeah. like and it just looks kind of weird. This is what they like this is what it's supposed to look like. No, I know. That's what like that is okay, so here's what's funny. You know I didn't what? even know this was coming. Well yeah, no, no, neither did I. Um but you know like my complaints about the book is what makes it successful in being a nineties book. Mm-hmm. Right. Where like, it's like, what? Where what makes it successful for me is the fact that there are moments that I'm like, that is admittedly like that's cool looking and like, you know, this is really competently done. And then there were moments where I'm like, oh, okay, there's something wrong here. Mm-hmm. But that is for me the nineties. Yes. Where like you look at like there's Jim Lee's X Men, where yeah. it's like there are some panels in that that are like just spectacular, and then there's some where it's like, why did you do that? What the hell happened here, Jim? Yeah. Like, so that's what I think makes this work so well mm-hmm. for what it is. Yeah, I noticed in the chat someone seemed to think that the one, the next books dealing with the opening of the vault are not drawn by him. No, and so maybe what this is is like you're filling in for right this now. This could have been a stopgap. Yeah, and yeah. that and that could be what it is. Um. If they have other, like, stories that could very much hinge on stuff from the 90s, I think this is a good call to, to, to do something like this. It, it's it's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, what's funny about this is, like, you know, people are, I think people are going to love it, hate it, or just be like, all right, that was kind of, like, like was, was I want weird. more of this. I don't ever want to see this again. And, like, that was fun. Yeah. But that's because that's what art is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Art is is intrinsically subjective. Right. Like, there are moments in this, where, like, objectively speaking, that is anatomically incorrect. Right. <laughs> subjectively speaking... Who cares? I don't necessarily, you know, gravitate to this art style. Yes. But that's my subjective opinion. Mm-hmm. I objectively feel that this fits for this story. Right. Um... Also, we need to remember that at the end of this book, what this does is Storm is now owed a favor from the Shi'ar Empire. Exactly. So I think that that's also that's the, the big takeaway. Yeah. Storm is now owed a big old favor. Yep, from the Shi'ar. From the Shi'ar Empire. Cool. Uh, also, they saved probably two pages just putting a Sunspot Cannonball dialogue page. Yeah. I was like, I was reading it, I'm like, fuck you for just putting a script in here. <laughs> like... It's not, but it really is. It's just an adapted script of, like, something that they didn't want to draw. Yeah. And I'm like, it's so obvious. Yeah. And maybe that's what Booth's like, I'm not here to draw two people talking to each other. <laughs> I'm here to draw psychic, sexy, naked versions of yourself plunging into people's minds. I'm here to draw characters jumping from God knows how, how high. And that's what I'm here for, too. I was like, Wow. Uh, I don't know, like, do I want to see every 90s artist return and, like, do something like they did before? No. I I think it's just, just happens to be, for me, a little bit of booth. I'm like, I'll take it. But I get what you're saying. And it's like, I don't know if it can... Hold. That's what, but that that may not be what they're intending on on doing. Right. Who and knows what they're what they're. But this was like, there was a lot happening visually yes. in this where like, it didn't it conveyed the story, yeah. but I don't know. And a feeling. Yeah, and I do, but I don't know if like it, they worked perfectly as like as harmoniously harmonious or as one was trying to top the other. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Girk Pectus, Jessica Priest, that 
crappy leather female assassin from the L.A. Spawn movie is now uh, she Spawn in the comics. I am glad I stopped reading that crap. Yeah, boo. Boo Priest. <laughs> I just like yeah. She sucks. Boo. Uh, Dremity, helping us out. Thank you. Uh, Dremity with a little blue oh, heart. Thank, thank you. Very you. Much. Uh, Joshua Link, Azrar returns as the main artist next issue, so I think Booth is a one-off. He might have also just been like... He might have been a one-off. Or he like, might be working on something next. Yeah. Like, no, no, like, no, Azrar's doing the art, like the arc. Yeah, Hickman's kind of been like working with different artists on different things, and I know Azrar's art isn't for everyone as well. Right. I like him simply because of my experience with him with Conan, Yeah. so I'm very much used to the way in which he and portrays And by the way, he's art. off Conan. I know. I The new artist? You're gonna, I, I love okay. it. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, so, like, that's my experience with that artist. So, mm. I get why it's going to be jarring for folks. Just like for, like others, it was jarring to see this. Yeah. You yeah. know, you pick this up, you're excited about this, and then you're like, all right, I'm ready to see, what, like, what happens when they open that vault. What the hell happened? Right. And, you know, people were complaining about Lineal U, because it's like, that's a very different style. Very different style. Uh, Jam Call X, honestly, seeing the factor suit again made me freak out. It was exposed <laughs> hair version, would have flipped. Scott and Jean said they want to get back to, to heroics, and these suits fit the bill. I agree. Um, I, I, you know what I think it is for me? I always, it's the red with the green, the red hair with the green suit I just mm -hmm. like because those are complementary colors. So, course, like, for me, yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's but. all throwbacks. I'm like, like but it, from a design standpoint, that's stronger. Yeah. Well, I, I, <laughs> like, I, I hear you. I gotta relax. Red and yellow does not necessarily work all the time. Uh, be black, love your channel, and your dedication to the comic book community. Keep up the good work, and have you both had any snowball fights yet? Thank you, Be Black. Kind no, of. Kind of. Yeah. Snow was thrown. Yeah, Tiffany used the snowblower to hit me with, like, a we, metric We have, like, snow. the tiniest electric snow thrower. Yeah. Um, I didn't mean to hit you with the snow. I just didn't realize where you were. Sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and there's some recommendations. I, I don't have them up. Um, I think uh, Future State Swamp Thing is coming out. It is. It comes so out tomorrow. So I'm going to grab that. Yeah. There wasn't much that I was getting this week. Oh, okay. Like, at all. <laughs> I had one. I was like, oh, I might get that. And that's kind of it. Um, but otherwise, I mean, there's there's a lot of good stuff. Totes. Um, and I do want to implore you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if even if you're like, nah, nah, that doesn't really appeal to me. Watch uh, tomorrow's Elseworlds Exchange. Oh. That's right. Wonder Woman. Future State Wonder Woman. Oh, yep. wait. Strange Academy's 8 is coming out? Yes. What? Yeah. That's scary. I know. That's always Prime scary. Prime canceled. Although it's selling well, so maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. But, oh, uh, and Hellions is coming out. Yeah, so I'll be Future State that Wonder up. Woman number 2 comes out from Yoel Jones. Uh, Yoel Jones. Joel Jones. Yeah. Great stuff. Hellions number 9 is coming out. I'm going to grab Swamp Thing, Future State, Harley Quinn, Future yep. State. I really enjoyed that. Yep. Uh, don't get Future State Flash. No one is endorsing that book. Oh, hey, um, folk who like that Tom Taylor Hellblazer book number three is coming out yes, tomorrow. Yes, the Black Label Hellblazer series is finally coming to an end, and you can pick up the third issue tomorrow. Probably not, though. If you're going to your comic book store, first of all, if you're on the East Coast, you're not getting there. Secondly, uh, a lot of comic shops are not putting DC books out until Wednesday, mm. or they're keeping them behind the shelf. You have to ask for them. Um, otherwise, it's very slim pickings here over on uh, over on this week. That's plenty. That's plenty. Yeah, it's not for... a it's not an overwhelming week. It's actually, not a bad time for you to try something else too, if you want to. Yeah. Delve into no, another is, thing. That's actually that's that's very true. Especially like um, if you're maybe a week or so where you couldn't 
grab everything, right? and you can go like, back and get some other there's stuff. A, there's a new Far Sector. You could try out Far Sector for the first yeah. time. Uh, but yeah. Uh, otherwise, we want to thank you all so much for supporting us and helping us out. Thank you to the Super Chats. That really helps us out. If you want to help us out more, mm -hmm. like the video, subscribe to the channel, uh, you know, click the bell for notifications, all that jazz. Uh, let me let us know how you liked the shorts. We're trying those out a little bit. Uh, clearly, they're not doing the thing. It's not like the magic that, like, you know. No, we are the magic. Yeah, we are the. Ooh. You're here for us. Feel the magic. Feel hear it. the roar. The Thundercats are loose. <laughs> don't. And also, as Sal was saying, don't forget to check out Elseworlds tomorrow. Give it a shot. Yeah, please check it out because it's a it's a lot of fun. It also will teach you something. Ooh. Uh, and I. I, I Jim Zub wanted to come on the show, uh, and I really thought it was important for us to really hammer home the story of why do pre-orders matter? Ooh. Why? How can we do it? How can you save your favorite book? I promise you, it's worth reading, or it's worth it's worth watching. It might also be worth reading. I don't know. Yeah, well, why not? I, I also want to shout out. A lot of folk noticed my gift from you over here. My oh yes, yes, fantastic, gorgeous Kotobukiya Batwoman. Sal got this for me. We don't get sent stuff, so this was just, you know... Yeah, they don't send us shit, so we and don't that, And that's okay. I thought you were referring to that really sweet ghostwriter stand-up you have there. Yeah, talk about, talk about the 90s. <laughs> yeah, that is a Andy Kubert <laughs> ghostwriter Danny Ketch, of course. Cardboard stand-up from the era in, in, uh, that it came from. By the way, uh, if you are uh, in any way near... The Joe Kubert School of Art in Dover, New Jersey. Uh, Dewey's Comic City opened up a comic shop inside Joe's. So yeah. if you go to Joe's, you go to Dewey's, and they have a whole bunch of old Andy Kubert stuff, which includes this stuff. These are all gone. I got the last one. But there are plenty of Psylocks. If you want Psylocke, I think there's a Gambit. Uh, I, I have a Gambit. And they have these great t-shirts. They are t-shirts from 1993 that are signed by Andy Kubert. But here's the, here's, the, here's, the, here's the rub. The plastic is signed. That's so the useless. Plastic case the plastic bag around the shirts are signed by Andy Kubert. So, so you can open up the back, take it out, yeah. wear the shirt. You can wear a Hanes t-shirt with... Marvel's characters printed on them. This is a official licensed Marvel shirt back when Marvel was almost in bankruptcy. So you can check that out. No, there's no endorsement. I didn't. They didn't pay me for that. But listen, I like that store. Check it out. Uh, also, Joe Kubert's is a great institution. Uh, oh, hey, uh, Stephen Dunkel Elseworlds is up pretty early on Patreon too. Yeah, if we have a pre-recorded Elseworlds, always goes We're up. We're saying on that one is up early. It is right up early. Now, you can, so yeah, if you want to save some time, if you're a patron, you can go listen to it now. Go watch Elseworlds right now after the show. If you haven't had enough. I promise you, Zub's a great host. Uh, not as great as Tiffany, but you can check him out over there. It's okay. I mean, we're, 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 we're close enough with the Z's. It's fine. Yeah, that's true. Oh my God, that's close. <laughs> but uh, yeah, oh, also follow us on twitch.tv slash comicpop to watch Tiffany play streams. Uh, play streams. I'm going to play some streams for you guys. It's like being a DJ, but with streams, and I suck at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um... Listen, oh. we're very tired. We have, there's a lot of snow, and we have to go back out before we can have dinner. Yeah, that's like the thing keeping us from dinner. It really sucks. So uh, it's yeah. okay. It's okay. We're, this is this was an awesome break. Yes, and it I'm was. glad we did the show. Yeah, we're very lucky to I'm, have you. I'm glad we made this work. Me too, because we wouldn't have been able to hang out with you today. It was and not going there's well. There's no live show tomorrow. <laughs> it's just going to be a pre-recorded Elseworld, so we we wouldn't be able to hang out with you tomorrow either. So no. it's going to be great. Uh, you know, that's it. So thanks for hanging out with us, everybody, and we'll see you next time. You're on Comic Pop. Along. So
The Thundercats theme is stuck in my head now. Thank you. Yeah, it'll be there for a week. Hmm.